Deuce and more. Deuce and more. They tell you what they know. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. The pocket that you know. Welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast, recording this on a Wednesday night of the Kings get back-to-back wins on the road this time over the San Antonio Spurs, 119-109. to Not knocking down threes, but tonight was about the All-Stars. Damanis Sabonis, De'Aaron Fox, I think on the cusp of maybe being named to the All-Star team. Either way, they're All-Stars in my book. Oh. They were monsters tonight, wow. both with 30-10 games the first set of teammates to do that in the same game for the Kings since uh, never. It's never happened in the Sacramento era. Damanis Sabonis with 34 and 11. De'Aaron Fox with 31 and 10 and some big plays late. It wasn't easy, but the Kings beat the Spurs 119 to 109. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How you doing, Mo? Fantastic, actually. I changed my mind. I was doing okay. I'm doing great now. When you give a little recap and really put a different spin or perspective on it, you're like, yeah, this shit was great tonight, and I'll take it. And I know. You want to know why everyone's, like, feeling the way that they're feeling, though, actually? Yeah. Because everyone today, including you. Yeah, that was going to be a win today. No, 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 no. Everyone today, do not interrupt. Everyone today, including you, got cocky. Got to the point where they're like, hey, this will be a game that Matthew Delavadova gets to play, huh? You're like at the water cooler talking about, yeah, maybe they'll even get Deontay Burton in there, huh? I made some jokes early. Yes, I did no, do that as a and joke. And I'm not only saying you, though. I'm putting you in this group of people that I've seen and heard and everyone, and it's like, Yo, you guys, this is still the NBA. We got to tap the brakes. And this team still has so much to prove. Hey, either way, like you said, the angle of this one, you had your two all-stars putting everyone on their back and saying, I got you guys tonight. You're, oh, Kings, you can't make a shot from, don't, I got you, bud. Kevin, don't worry. Don't, I, I got this. That's what happened tonight. And I still love to see that type of leadership. What? Was there a moment late in this game when you ever felt like it was in doubt? Because for me, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't concerned. Look, this happens in the NBA. It's 82 games. They didn't play perfect tonight. They missed a lot of shots. They missed a lot of threes tonight. They were just 8 of 27 from downtown, but they went, this this Spurs team can't defend us in the paint. We're going to change it up. We're not just going to settle for threes. We are going to make sure we are playing our game. We'll do it in the mid-range. We'll attack the basket. And they did just that in this one. It wasn't about being concerned late in the game. It was about these are the type of games that we want to ultimately get to that spot where it's, ah, you get to rest your starters. You get to rest your guys because it's still a long season ahead and you want a postseason. The Kings aren't there yet, and that's okay, but they're learning how to get there. They're evolving, growing, developing in this season to ultimately get there, but they're not there yet. That's all. I mean, they had a double-digit lead, and they still won by double digits. 119-109. It wasn't perfect at all. I thought the Spurs got a little too... Too many easy looks inside at times. There's still some defensive breakdowns, but to me, this is what I'm focused on tonight. What are you focused on? De'Aaron Fox played one of his best 
overall games Facts. this year. Facts. And I'm going to start with the defense. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, his defense. Because yes. De'Aaron Fox's defense has been trending in a great direction. Agreed. This is someone who I thought coming out of Kentucky had all the tools to be a great defensive player in the NBA. It hasn't translated. We've seen glimpses of it. We've seen moments, but it wasn't until this year that we've seen a different level of, of engagement. We talk so much about, hey, protecting the rim, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I agree with that. But you know what you also do? Point of attack. We hear it all the time with coaches. He's the head of the snake. I want that guy to be engaged defensively, and he has been fantastic. He is trending in a much better direction, and it's huge because he's been such an offensive-minded guy. The Kings have had offensive-minded coaches. There's not a lot of pushing on defense besides go play defense. Yeah, It's getting the motivation. It's getting this guy to be inspired, to be locked in night in and night out, no matter who he is going up against. And tonight I felt that from De'Aaron. He was, and I felt that in the last Minnesota game, he has been bringing it defensively. And that's probably the biggest development in his game that I have seen this year. We've known what he could do offensively. Sure. It's what he is doing now defensively. And he's doing it more and more consistently, right? He, he's doing it. Uh, night in and night out, and it's something that's making an impact on the game, which is great to see. I love everything that we saw from De'Aaron Fox tonight. I thought there was just so many moments throughout the game, and then you come into the fourth quarter when it's, oddly enough, now... You just, don't you just have this pure confidence like, oh, Darren will handle it. Darren's got this one. He's, he's good. He'll figure it out. He'll make sure to close this one out. That's why I wasn't ever scared about the Kings losing this game, especially there in the fourth. And I think someone else was mentioning like Morgan wanted the team to win by 50. No, I wanted a good basketball game tonight. It was everyone else today that wanted this team to win by 50. And I was the one that was going to be okay with this team winning like this. And when you're two stars, the all-star uh, reserves being named Eve. Thank you. That was yeah, really yeah. smooth. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The all-stars <laughs> being in the hands too. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know where Having this type of night before the all-stars reserved are named tomorrow it's just great it's one more reason why you get to be like yeah these two definitely all stars De'Aaron tonight had 31 points he had 10 assists he did it on 13 of 23 shooting two of four from downtown he was three of three from the free throw line uh he also had three steals in this game tied with his mm. old Kentucky mate Malik Monk who also had three steals in this one. We'll get to Monk in a second. But, yeah, I, I mean, Fox's defense has just been really encouraging. And I think if this team is going to improve, like Mike Brown and really everyone wants, it's going to be him bringing it consistently. You're still going to get beat. It's the NBA. It's going to happen. I get all that. But his level of engagement, his physicality, he's talking a lot more defensively. Mm -hmm. He's just talking a lot more in general. And I, I, just, I just love seeing him grow into what I thought he could be a few years back. Totally. Like, dude, everything's kind of clicking for him, man. Like, the shot looks better. His midi game. Oh, uh, it's it's just it's what what dominant. jumps out to you when you're seeing him? When when I'm seeing him, just like you said, in his in his the mid range, right? You 
you have the utmost complete faith that the ball is going in, that he's going to make the right decision. Where I think, just to compare and to give you what I'm going off of, in years past, when he would get into the paint in a certain place, whether it was too deep or even in that mid-range, you could tell his shot wasn't all in one motion. There wasn't like pure confidence uh, within the flow, his rhythm of his game. And on top of that, when he would try and go up to the rack, he would just look for the contact and look to initiate contact and look for the foul instead of looking to make the shot first. You're seeing night in and night out, he's looking to make that shot first and he'll throw his arms up when he thinks he's fouled. But man, he does a really good job of trying anything he can do to make sure that shot's going to fall in. He just hits some nasty ones, he too. He really does. I mean, and he could fade away a little bit. He gets it high arcing over guys sometimes. His ability to stop on the move when he's Ugh. pushing, just hit the brakes. When you're, you're that fast? Gives you a whiplash. That's what it does. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I just think he is playing at such a high level. Field goal percentage, career high, right? Rebounding, his points continue to go up. He's in like 24 points a game. The free throw percentage is at a career high. And I think after tonight, he's probably right around 34-ish percent from three, an area he can get better at. One of the things I noted down, just to make sure I remember this one, it was in that fourth quarter and on the offensive end, he was looking for his, and he had this nice in-and-out dribble go up off the glass, mid-range, and one, get to the free throw line. And everything about his move reminds me of these top-tier point guards that we talk about in this league, where you're just like, oh, shit, that's smooth, or oh, shit, that one's going to go in no matter what when he takes that. He's getting to that level. And I just am so happy that after five, well, I guess in his sixth season, that he has really really started to figure that out. I think my favorite thing about tonight's game too was both Fox and Sabonis came out aggressive. Yeah. And I think both those guys, and I know you want to have balance with your team right now, okay? And tonight, you know, they didn't get a lot of balance because it was pretty much three guys carrying them. You know, Keegan was 0 for 8, 0 for 6 from 3. Herder plays 18 minutes tonight. He just didn't look right. Missed some defensive assignments, missed some shots. It just wasn't his night. So... Those three, Monks, Sabonis, and Fox, were awesome. But what I loved is Fox and Sabonis, go get some shots. I was looking at it the other day before the Minnesota game. De'Aaron Fox was averaging about 17.8 field goal attempts per game. Tied with Kelly Oubre. Mm. Fox, go get yours. Yeah. Sabonis, I've seen a lot of Sabonis games where he's only getting like 10 shots. Yeah. And I, look, sometimes he's so masterful at picking defenses apart. He knows how to pick his spots. But tonight, Sabonis has a season high in field goal attempts at 20. He has a season high in points with 34 points. He was 15 of 20. He also oh got you yeah, 11 rebounds and four dimes. Two steals in this game. He also had two blocks. His defense has been pretty good. There are a couple times Collins got him. I think he's playing in foul trouble, so he's trying not to pick up his third foul. But I, again, tonight, yeah, the two blocks, but there are multiple times tonight that he was doing a good job at the rim 
contesting. Now, where the Kings really get in trouble with points yeah. in the paint is sometimes in that pick and roll where Sabonis has to come up yeah. and the help is just either late, not in the right position, or the Kings just don't have the length to really contest it. Yeah, you see a few times when guys are either coming over the screens or just um, not fighting through hard enough or the hedge on Sabonis or whoever it is. There's always just this miscommunication there at times. And I just looking at his... 37 minutes, though, and, you know, saying there's those few times on the defensive end when, oh, someone gets him or whatever. It's going to happen yeah, yeah, yeah. in 37 minutes of play. Like, you're going to have these moments where, oh, it's a brain fart, or even you just mess up, or a guy just has a better move on you than you had um, on him defensively. All these things are going to happen. And I think for the most part, when... Domas has a pretty consistent game, a locked-in game defensively. That's what we saw against this last uh, game against Minnesota. You saw more of a team locked in defensively. In this game, you saw guys really understanding what what type of impact that they could make on the defensive end if they locked in, if they got in those passing lanes, if they closed out the right way. There was a lot of good that was going on. I haven't seen the deflections numbers for tonight's game, but they did have 10 steals. So back-to-back games where you have double-digit steals. They yeah. had, what, 15, which was a season high against Minnesota. They followed up with 10 tonight. And look, I know the Spurs team is not good, and it did not help the Spurs when Jeremy Sohan and Trey Jones left the game oh and did not return with injury, they're going to be a little banged up. And they're young. They're a bad team. I get all that. But like Morgan says, it's, it's the NBA, and it's the Kings. We've seen them give up a ton of points to teams that aren't really that good. Points in the paint tonight, Morgan. Mm-hmm. Season high, 74 Love points it. in the paint for the Kings. And the bonus was just disgusting down there feasting down there i mean especially in the beginning of the game it was like feed in the ball let's go that's all you need to do and fortunately that was happening and they were capitalizing on that because they couldn't make an outside shot. i know we'll talk about their outside shooting but truly what they were doing in the paint was so dominant it was so fun seeing a team not be able to stop it now it gets frustrating when you see that same team on the other end have some straight line drives on the guards or just get into the paint just as easy we know there's still a lot of flaws defensively there's also some good individual uh defensive moments from the kings but truly what they were doing on the offensive end in the paint getting in there to create you saw malik monk being a playmaker pass it out or dropping a little dime to the big that was rolling with him didn't matter where it was they did a great job just being where they wanted to be on the floor Malik Monk another big game for him and I just love the energy he plays with I understand it's chaotic De'Aaron Fox's mom called into our daily show the other day Lorraine and she, yeah. we asked her who's your favorite player she said Sabonis and yeah Monk can be but Man, he's a little all over the place sometimes. I loved her honesty. And it's, I think it's the emotion we all feel. We're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? That's a bad shot. But you look at the end of the night, the guy's disruptive out there. Mm. The Kings have been so much more disruptive defensively the last couple of games. Monk finishes the game with 22 points. He had five dimes, three steals. He did it on eight of 13 shooting. He played 32 minutes. He also two of three from three, four of four from the free throw line. But I think what he provides so much of that is much needed, and when he is at his best, it is when he's attacking the basket, getting yes. some looks around the, the rim, because it opens up everything. He's, and then he's starting to play make. It was, I'm getting choked up thinking oh, about it. Don't. It was just a burp. 
Uh, but yeah, it was it was a really nice performance for Malik. You're so right. It's it's hard to keep him under control when he starts getting to the paint, when he starts to play make teams. Teams don't know how to handle his chaos at times, right? Which can be a beautiful thing um, in moments and then also something very ugly at times. Two big moments from Malik Monk I want to mention. In that second quarter, it was another steal at this point by De'Aaron Fox. There's a few steals there at the end by the Kings. De'Aaron Fox, end of the second quarter, uh, toward the end, had a steal and then sees Monk up the court, alley-oop to Monk. Uh How'd Backwards that sound, jam. Though? How'd that sound? Pirtle has the ball knocked out of his hands. Here's another steal. Tipped ahead. Barnes to Fox. Sets up the alley-oop. Malik Monk, a reverse over the shoulder. Two-hand throw down. And the entire Kinch bench exploded to their feet on the near sideline. 49-37. Defense turning into offense. Three consecutive possessions. That was a key sequence, right? Three three steals they had yes. during that stretch. During In between that, Popovich had to call a timeout. That was an like. One, I don't know how that was one of the highlights of the year. But then Monk had Do it. one of a miss dunk that was that should probably still be on Sports Center top ten. Even though it was a miss. No, because I hate when they do that for other people, too. But I get it. We as the fans Morgan, of the Sacramento Kings and Malik Monk. I better see that on House of Highlights. Bleacher Report, Man. because if he did that in a Lakers uniform, it would be trending worldwide. Yep. Like last Great year he point. did that. But the fact that he spun away from the defender, gets up, and almost murdered Pirtle. Yeah, I was worried. Dude, that was disgusting. The, the way that he got up and ended up extending <laughs> his arm. Like, no one was expecting. We're like, oh, okay, he's going to get up and, like, do his Malik Monk where he controls his body and um, finishes at the rim. It was, he was up in the air and then decided to do something completely different because he was so high up there, hang time. Dude. Tries to jam it on him, gets the foul instead, though. It was sweet. Mm-hmm. It was a really nice play. In fact, um, so nice. He had to talk to G-Man after the game because he was awesome, right? Uh, G-Man's conversation with Malik Monk. Uh, the ball is just going in, man, so it, it, it opens up a lot of a lot of, of my playmaking uh, when, when the ball going in for me because they don't know if I'm a shooter, drive, bounce. Um, and I just continue to make the right play, man, because Domas, Mezzi, all my teammates, man, they're great at finishing, man. So uh, I, got to, I just got to continue to read the defense the right way. Couple of great assist passes tonight, uh, finding Sabonis, and he was having his way in the low post. What kind of satisfaction do you get when you make one of those uh, no-look deliveries? Oh, man, it's, it's lovely because next time my layup might be open because they playing the pocket <laughs> pass. So it's lovely to have a big like that, man, and he's so unselfish. He's going to give you the ball back whenever, too. So it's just great to have him on the team, man. How about the all-star candidates? Sabonis and Fox tonight combined for 65 points, and they do it on 28 of 43 from the field. Wow. All-star. You said it. You said it, man. They got to be all-stars. Them numbers, them, them numbers right there just show you why. Well, we'll find out, I guess, tomorrow uh, evening on TNT. The announcements will be made as the coaches have been polled, the media has been polled, and they'll combine that with a fan vote. And there'll be injustice, I'm sure, if, uh, if they don't both make it. Oh, yeah, we're going to hear about it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm boycotting <laughs> if they don't make it. <laughs> Let me ask you about, uh, you know, we've talked frequently this year about Keegan Murray, and tonight one of the rare nights when he could not get a shot to drop. And unfortunately for him, he came one game short of equaling an NBA rookie record for consecutive games with a three-pointer. And uh, for him to struggle like that, 
How do you encourage a young player? Oh, man, he's a rookie, man. He, he, he hasn't been here that much, man. He doesn't know that, that, that the ball is not going to go in sometimes, man. Uh, it, it, and it's just like that. So I stand his ear. I try to stand his ear as much as I can to let him know um, that the ball don't go in sometimes, man, and just continue to play because it's going to find you. Um, just like he got to the free throw line and seen the uh, free throws go in. That's, I count that as a bucket. So yeah. um, I just try to stand his ear to, to keep confidence in him. I mentioned earlier in our broadcast, you bring so much charisma, so much energy, uh, so much joy. I said it doesn't make any difference if it's at the hotel, at the meal room, if it's on the elevator, if it's on the bus, if it's in the <laughs> locker room, if it's here. How much fun do you have playing this game? Yes, sir, man. It's, it's, it's my life, man. I love this, this. This is my job. I love doing it, man. If, if, if I ain't play basketball, man, I don't know what I'll be doing, man. So I just go out there with a, with a smile and, and just try to have a smile the whole time I'm out here. Well, and certainly one of the highlights of the first half, three consecutive defensive steals that led to alley-oop, and your old Kentucky teammate, Foxy, found you for the reverse over-your-head throwdown. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, My sir. goodness, that was sweet. Yes, sir. Felt like the old days, man. Felt just like the old days. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you for your time. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. There's G-Man with Malik Aww. Monk after the game, and we're just showing uh, some pictures from the Kings locker room. Uh, Malik Monk is beyond fired up to win the defensive player of the game chain tonight. I love and it. Look at the, I mean, the emotion he has for winning. Like, this guy's amped up. He's fired up after, after winning that. This is after playing a full basketball game <laughs> and doing everything that he did in that game and still having that much energy. One of my favorite things is how over the top this shit is getting. Yes, they're, it's perfect. They're on the road. They have a fog machine in the locker room with purple lights, lasers, a ch it's a party after a win. What are we doing? We have we you have two jackets. I bought a cool jacket, man. Yeah, and one lights up what and one doing? sparkles. I we could use some like fog machines and lights. You want to invest in fog? I'm down. Let's put it on the podcast <laughs> card. I mean, you probably put that jacket on the podcast card and it's designer it's a, it's like a you designer, said. Yes. Amazon Georgia, jacket. Yeah, yeah. Georgiero Germain. Germain. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, maybe we do need a, a, a fog machine. It's not easy or it's not hard to uh, convince Deuce <laughs> to add more of that shit in here. Uh, let's give some love to the people watching us live right now on YouTube and Twitch. If you're here, make sure to hit the thumbs up button. It just helps the channel grow. That's all. It doesn't make me feel better. It just helps the channel grow. We should get that going. Also, make sure to hit the subscribe button as we inch closer and closer to 10,000 subs. We're getting so close. Oh my. I can't wait. Every time I see that number, it's surprise. You guys are just yeah. amazing. Thank you. I want to get back to Malik Monk for a second because I do think that's something for as frustrating as he can be sometimes with some of the mistakes. Yeah. Man, when he is just clicking mm -hmm. and it's not just knocking down shots you know like we, we get so caught up in makes or misses it's about like all right what else are you doing out there he plays the game with such joy his energy g-man was just talking about his enthusiasm that that the enthusiasm chat it does not actually that stat does not show up on the box are score Oh, wait, he encourages teammates eight times tonight. <laughs> like, that doesn't show up, right? Like, uh, he matters, right? Yeah. So, I think there was definitely, has been frustration from the standpoint. It's like, God, he's not knocking down the threes. 30% three-point shooter at times. But he's finding other ways to impact the That's game. It. Not only with his playmaking, last couple of games with the scoring, wins the defensive player of the game award tonight because he had three steals, and I'm sure he had many deflections. He matters so much to this team. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys where his presence um, is so valuable. And 
you know, just taking some of my notes during that fourth quarter and a lot of it has to do with Malik Monk. And what's crazy about that is you and I are starting this podcast talking about the two all-stars, Domas Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox, and then De'Aaron Fox becoming Mr. Clutch in that fourth quarter, while Malik Monk is still finding ways to make an impact while De'Aaron Fox is still getting his. I look at that corner three toward the end um, by Malik Monk. Uh, I forget who found him there, but then Monk with a pull-up jumper when he made it 114 to 105. And it was, again, you didn't feel like, no, 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 don't take it. When he's grooving, when he's flowing, let him cook, let him go. And his teammates do that. They encourage it. They're like, all right, do a little more. Take it away. You mentioned Fox in another fourth quarter. Yeah. 10 points in the fourth quarter. Mm. He also had three assists in the fourth quarter. So another significant stretch for him in this game. Um, Keegan Murray tonight. Is this just one of those nights? I mean, I think it just happens in the NBA. You just don't make a shot. I, I Watching him, I didn't feel like there was a bad shot he took. No. And then he had the stretch where he got to the free throw. Remember, he tried to dunk it tonight. Yeah. Ooh. Um, And then that led to a herder three in the corner, right? Remember? Yes, it yeah. was it like, like a like pass dunk because it was wherever and however it went off the rim or the hand or whatever. Um, So assist. He was 0 for 8 tonight, 0 for 6 from 3. Got some great looks. They, just, it, they didn't drop, right? Like I liked his looks, <laughs> but Deuce, you also look at his stat lines. I mean... He was rebounding. He was still... Seven rebounds for Keeks. Looking for guys. I mean, obviously only two assists, but still, he played 27 minutes because Mike Brown still felt like he was getting something out of him. Um, but the other thing I recorded tonight was when Mike Brown caught a timeout, he was pissed. Yeah. Keegan Murray allowed his guy to get deep into the paint and not rotate over the right way. Mike Brown spent the entire time out what it seemed like the tired beginning of the timeout speaking to Keegan Murray out on the court. You got to be here instead of here. And then you got to do this instead of this. And he's just making all these movements, talking about his feet, talking about where he is in the key. Those coaching moments, the substance that comes from those timeouts and especially for a rookie are so big, so big. And I just love that Mike Brown is giving him that development, that experience right now. Yeah, it's it's good to get coached during a game. And I feel like 20 years ago, the coach calls a timeout and then puts the player on the bench, yep. you know? And he's a young guy. He's a smart guy. And I think Mike Brown expects him, because of how impactful he has been throughout his rookie year, to be more engaged in that and not make those mistakes. So when he calls timeouts, like, Keegan, this is what you have to do. Like, you cannot just dig in. You're giving up. A, you need to be at the elbow. You need to rotate to the elbow to stop that drive, force the pass, and you still have this, the, enough time to get back and contest the three. That was really interesting to see that happen in-game like that, and I do like how the broadcast highlights it and shows. Like, yes. Because it's not... It's not like a negative thing, right? Like you not see at all. coaches like get into players like, oh, that's kind of rough to watch. Drama. But no, there was no drama. Keegan accepted it, and I thought it was great coaching. It happened in the second quarter. That was at the 326 mark. Spurs cut it to 53-46, and Keegan just needed to come over to the elbow to stop that drive, and, and it helped. And I know it was still a close game at that point, but I think because they were playing the Spurs and because of what because they had the lead and the confidence that they had in their team, he was able to 
make that move to, to take that time out and to be like, Nope, I'm going to focus on this. I have a good enough coaching staff and good enough players to figure out what they need to do in this huddle. Um, we're going to, you know, make sure that this doesn't happen again. Shane in the chat, Malik Monk's biggest fans is Jordan, Bryant, James, <laughs> and then Malik. What I love uh, about Shane. Yeah. I don't think he's joking. No. You know what I mean? Like, you know, some people are like, oh, let me make a funny joke. Uh, no, he is dead serious. I've never met someone or met someone. Yeah. Seen someone love a player as much as Shane loves Malik Monk. And then Dan, the Monk fan who called and said he was moving to Sacramento. Yes. He abandoned ship. We've lost him. Why? He was getting frustrated because he felt Malik Monk should be playing more. And he's like, I, you know what? I can't watch this team anymore. There's no. They're making so many mistakes. And he just left. No yeah, 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 way. Yeah. Interest, interesting that he's saying that and, and just really quick too because we were talking to Anthony Slater today on our daily show and I asked Anthony Slater about Mike Brown and his rotations because he's covered him with the Warriors and everything and he was saying you know he's probably doing a lot of what Steve Kerr does and it's he doesn't want to screw with his second unit even if there's a starter out he likes to keep that same flow and I remember there was a game that Terrence Davis started in place of Kevin Herter and we were like why isn't Malik Monk starting Terrence Davis hasn't even played a few games TD stepped up did fine and everything but yeah it's it's nothing against the player if anything it's like like shining a light on this player and how much value they have in that role. Interesting looking at the minute distribution tonight. Well, we'll talk about that in a second, but let's welcome back an old friend. Tonight's podcast presented by our friends over at rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. Um, look, if you need a mortgage, you're yep. looking for a house, believe it or not, this is actually a good time. We got big news today. Mortgage rates have dropped, Morgan. Mm -hmm. Lowest levels in five years. It's not a bad time for buyers, Morgan Reagan. So why would you not use Sean Stanfield, right? You have all the why? talking points right there. <laughs> why would you not? Oh, my God. Seriously, though, Sean, it's fun because I was talking to him the other day about mortgage rates and everything, and it was like, a little confusing but at the same time he was telling me so many things different things that guaranteed rate can do for you and if you have any questions how they can help you in the best way possible especially right now well he has access to all the tools to make your purchase experience really simple you can get loan options neighborhood market and current rate research with just a few clicks or all from your phone or tablet. It's really easy without running your credit or asking for personal information. So go on over to rate.com slash Sean Stanfield to connect with Sean and his team and experience and access the tools that will make your purchase or refinance experience positively different. Equal housing lender subject to credit approval. NMLS ID number 349707 company. NMLS ID number 2611. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Thanks so much to our friends at Guarantee. Right. Guarantee. Right. Good to have Sean back. It is. Bar. It is. It's I been know. a minute, you know? It, it, it has. And I mean, Sean, huge Kings fan. Um, just a great guy. So yeah, he's in, we've had listeners reach out to him. So if yeah. you guys need more information too, you can always hit us up and we can send you his contact as well. Yeah. So do that. He's the best. Uh, also if you're in the live chat, please be sure to hit the thumbs up button. I mentioned we got to talk about minute distribution tonight. 
So the starters, they leaned on him heavy, right? For, most, for the most part, Fox played 38 minutes. The bonus played just under 37. Barnes, 36. Mm. By the way, HB, 14.6 rebounds, including a big three late. He was five of nine, two of four from downtown. Um, Solid night. Malik played 32 minutes off the bench, just under 33. Terrence Davis, we saw Terrence Davis again, only played nine minutes. Davion Mitchell played just under 10 minutes tonight. Trey Lyles played 20. Chemeze Metu played 11. We did not see the small ball Trey Lyles at the five tonight. They went with Metu again, but that experiment was short-lived in the second half. Metu blew a couple of assignments, and he got the yank, and then they went back to Sabonis. I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't completely understand it. You know, and I'm not trying to, like, Make it that big of a deal. Metsu played 11 minutes. He still had four points in there. He had three rebounds. I just think there were some mistakes out there for him tonight. And again, I I understand, and this is where like some people go at me about this. I want him to work on his three-point shot. Yeah. If Chemeze Metsu is going to make it in the NBA long-term, I think the three-point shot has to come, right? You have to be able to knock it down consistently. Coming into tonight, he was shooting 20% from three. Mm. He took two tonight. It's, it's, it, there's just no point. And maybe they're telling him, hey, if you're open, shoot it. But I, I think you made this point last. You don't have to shoot That's it when it. you're open. That's like, it. you don't. Like, it doesn't make it the best shot. The defense sometimes wants it. They're like, yeah, we'll give him that. Yep. Well, go ahead. And I know some, you, at some point you have to knock him down. But I just think we've seen the sample size even going back to last year. It's like, it's just not his game at this point. And until that gets refined or improved, maybe he should scale that back. I, I like how you just worded that. Refined or improved, right? It's, you got, Sabonis wasn't just going to keep on taking threes in a game if he didn't make sure that they were going to start falling. He even had one early on in this game that now that we're talking about a big and a three, but with Chemeze Metu, I think that's what made him special at first was, Oh, he could hit a little bit of an outside shot, even if it wasn't necessarily from deep. Now you're seeing from deep, that shot isn't falling. You're not seeing the confidence there. You're seeing that he's someone who's athletic and can play above the rim. Um, has had his moments in this season, but then when it comes to his defense, the breakdowns sometimes are so bad, you know that a team's like, just go straight at him, go straight every single time. He angles his hips, he angles his shoulders, gives you an a drive, an angle to the basket, and it's just so frustrating to see because you know, you know, Mike Brown and the coaching staff are telling him one thing and he's just not staying disciplined with it. So yeah, I don't know what to think about it when he's one of the first ones coming in each time, but obviously it's something that we're probably going to see some change with. Terrence Davis played, I mentioned just under 10 minutes. And I actually thought he brought some good energy tonight. He was pretty active, but he didn't get a lot of run either. I, I'm I'm with you. When he came in, I was like, okay, let's go, TD. You, you, you know, he he's always ready. Um, I love that they can depend on him. But at the same time, does that make you look at the trade deadline and go, that's someone who can add value to a move to a trade. And I hate talking about trade stuff after a win, but I think as we get closer and closer and you look at some of these guys and who's not playing or who Mike Brown trusts or doesn't trust, it's those are just things you want to make sure that you're keeping an eye out for. 
What do you think Davion Mitchell would have to do to get consistent playing time on this team? Poor guy. He would have to grow. I think it's... You know? Okay, I, I was being serious. Okay. I need a joke. He he needs to grow. No, no. And I, and I'm, I was... I was joking because obviously that's something you can't do, but I was kind of being serious in the sense of like, because of his length, I think he's not seen the time that I truly believe that he deserves. I think he still adds so much value with his on-ball defense, with disrupting offenses, especially in the half court, that sometimes I don't get it when we see him play like this, but I try not to complain about it after a W. It just seems like they trust Malik Monk more with the ball in his hands to make plays. Mm -hmm. I mean, we see that pick and roll. Malik Monk has been really good. He's good at finding guys. The playmaking. Um, And he gives you a little more offense where like, but I also think, like, I don't feel like Davion's got a legit shot to even do that. You know, I think that's just kind of what they roll with Malik Monk out there. You know, and tonight, Davion plays like nine minutes, and I don't know, it, maybe it's because Malik Monk's like, oh, he can set guys up, and he's liable. He's a guy that can get you 20-plus in a game, and we need some buckets. Where Davion has not proven he can knock down his shot on a consistent basis. I don't know. I just... I. It's inter- It's an interesting time for Davion Mitchell and the Kings because yeah. I think he has a chance to be a really good player in this league because of what he does defensively, and I I think he's a type of guy similar to TD. Is they're kind of rhythm guys. Like they need to play, they need to play. Like and Davion would get in there tonight. He like three minutes and out, three minutes and out. And I as a player, I just don't know how you find any sense of rhythm being able to run a team if you don't get a little bit of a leash out this there. motion offense gives you so much freedom right to to run so many different actions off of um anything that yeah. you begin with and sometimes when you are not starting with the ball or even if you are starting with the ball you're passing it off right away you're you're making sure you're running through that first option um that you see and you are not looking to make and create the first play and i think sometimes with davion it's he's looking to it's not being passive if anything it's being disciplined and running what he's supposed to run but He's got to change. He's got to click something with his mentality when it comes to connecting with the bigs, whether it's like pick and roll, yeah. set me a pick, or like it's, hey, roll off this one. I'm going to find you. You don't feel that chemistry sometimes with him and others, and I don't think that's necessarily his fault. I think it's the limited minutes on the floor. It's that, and he doesn't have the ball in his hands all the time. Right. And I think someone in the chat who was it, I, I don't know, Um Davion does have a tendency at times to over dribble. You got to make the decisions yep. quick. And maybe with Monk, M- Monk's going to yeah, sometimes too quick out there. You go, oh my God. But it, uh, it has worked for the Kings in, in a lot of ways. Uh, Wilson and Chess says Davion should watch tape of Lowry and Brunson on offense, screen navigation, and drawing fouls. He's so good at the rim, too. Not sure why he only attacks once per three games. Yeah, the Brunson one's kind of an interesting, like, guy to look at right kind of a smaller guard who, mm-hmm. who can get after it a bit Quick, by the way, Jalen Brunson about to be an all-star too hell yeah deserved well deserved good for him the Mavs just let him just go yeah like, yeah they oh. don't they don't like they don't like uh multiple all-stars they're like oh there's only room for it's, one it's weird how guys like leave and like start playing better and, no it's just I don't it's a different style of basketball over there Jalen Brunson is a dog 
He is. That you see, you watch him last night against the Lakers. Davion Davion Mitchell told us over yeah. the summer that he's one of the most difficult guys to guard in yeah. the league, and you you saw it right in front of your eyes last night. You saw why. So, but I think that's a great point about Davion and just seeing how how do they lift and get to the basket. I mean. Davion has done a good job with that, you know, getting his guy to go one way and then going the other. But I think sometimes he doesn't play make off it enough when the help is there. The second line of defense is there. It it throws him off of, oh, should I go strong at the basket or should I pull out and go somewhere else? And that's where he over dribbles. Yeah, so Mitchell only plays nine minutes in this one. Next up for the Kings. Dun, dun, dun. Friday night. That's going to be... I can't wait for this game. For, are you excited for the game or night chat? Both. Hell yeah. Well, of course it's I'm excited. It's a Friday night. That's fr- why I'm like, Friday I love chat. Friday night night chat. Kings go to Indiana for the Pacers. The first chance they get to see uh, Tyrese Halliburton for the first time, right? Possibly. <laughs> oh, you're... I'm, I'm, li- I'm going to clip all of these and send them to Tyrese and it'll be like the, the ultimate hero. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together there's all these different papers there's all these different forms what do you do you listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast yeah because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business how about for some time off after an nba season even that sounds amazing so you know what you need to do listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast on your favorite podcast app future you will thank you Deuce Mason. No, don't do that, because then I get blamed if he drops 30 on the Kings. <laughs> I don't want that blame. I do not want to wear that. Uh, it's a friendly talk. We're just friendly shit talking. I know. I like no, Tyrese. I love it. I love it. And it's so true. Like, poor guy was, uh, he was killing it in the league. Like, he had zero turnover. Oh, this was what happened before he came in and played the Kings. Zero turnovers and, like, 40 assists in six games or something, whatever it was, three games. And then he comes in and plays the Kings and does not show up. It has some turnovers, just, you know, all the emotions were flowing. Now, Indiana on Friday, he's on his home floor. It's a second night of a back-to-back. He might be coming back tomorrow. So if he comes back tomorrow, who knows if he'll even play on Friday, right? I'd be surprised if he skipped out on a Lake uh, Kings game. Okay. I would. Okay. I don't know for sure, but we'll see. But it's going to be an emotional night, right? We, we talked Halliburton first, but for Sabonis, this is the first time he's playing in Indiana since the trade, and it's almost been a year since the trade. I mean, you think about him going back there. There's so much made about Halliburton come back, and he was, you know, he was here for like a year and a half or whatever. Yeah. Sabonis spent significant time in Indiana. Played playoff games. He made two all-star teams. This is where he established himself as a legitimate NBA talent. I imagine the emotions are going to be there. I'm sure he's going to be extra fired up. He didn't get a play last year when, when, when the Kings went there. And I hope when it is there and when he is fired up, it's contained. I think sometimes that's mm. the most difficult 
part about it is um yeah, is just like when the, you saw it with Tyrese when he came back to Sacramento when it's like it can overcome you and I know we go, these guys are NBA players. They get lots of money to make sure they know how to tone down those emotions. And it's like, yeah, you're human. It happens once and you're going to do it sometimes. But do you so. also think he's like the type of guy that is like, emotional? It's, it's been a year. I, I don't really care about going back there. I'm just like, do you think he, there's a little extra for him? I think he would say that and, and want to feel that. But at the same time, deep down, he knows that that's not true. Like you, it's you got think about when anything, when you see an ex or you go to an old play, like there's an emotion that just comes up, whether it's good, bad, or you don't care, it's still there. Like there's just something new that's there that you're feeling. That's like, oh, this is off. Go away. Go away, feeling. Go away. If you guys do want to chat with us, by the way, you can hop in the Discord chat uh, if you want to do a voice chat. Also, on Twitter spaces, you guys can request to chat. And then you can also type, of course, in the YouTube chat. Uh, as someone, Jim was mentioning this, so is Josh Richardson a fit for Sacramento? I think that's an interesting name for the Kings, right? Like, he plays defense. He play, He's got a little edge to him. A vocal guy. He looked really good tonight. He had 19 points. He had eight rebounds on eight of 13 shooting in 29 minutes for the Spurs. He's on an expiring deal this year. Ooh. He's a guy that's kind of been around. There's some rawness to his game still, you know. Um, but at the same time, I understand, like, the intensity, the aggressive nature that he brings. Like, he's, yeah. He is 29 years old. He's played 38 games with the Spurs this season. Um, spent time in Boston, Dallas, Philly, Miami. Yeah, he just really hasn't found a home since the Sixers traded him in the Jimmy Butler deal. Um, but that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, those are the moves that we're talking about at this point. Like, all right, who are some guys that maybe you can get that aren't massive names that won't cost you a ton? You just have to be smart at this deadline. So I forgot to tell you, I have yeah. some... No, I don't know if this is inside or... Um, or if it's kind of out there anyway. Remember how Nate Duncan... Oh, <laughs> Is this breaking news at this hour? Well, I'm not going to... I'm just going to kind of talk about it with you, okay? Okay. So I'm not going to mention all these names or anything or all details. But just in case. But remember Nate Duncan leaving um, Sabonis off that list that we all saw? He, he, it was a few people. Two of his sure. co-workers left him on the list. He had Sabonis as a wild card. So when Domas got his first All-Star selection... Okay. Uh, Nate instantly tweeted out how Sabonis was the worst all-star pick of all time. Mm. Okay. So that's where the beef started. And then, um, it led to some back and forth, you know, whatever. And, uh, then you thought he'd be done. Then he went out again uh, for the second time when Domas was selected and he just went in like full heel mode. And so now you're seeing him left off that list. And I was like, there's no way he's going to do it for a third time. But if he doubles down, doubles down. Yeah. Well, here's my question. Why does Nate Duncan have a, like, I thought there was going to be like a personal thing that happened. Like did, why, why does Nate Duncan like, like despise Damana Sabonis? So my point is think about the Wally Zerbiak thing with Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. Like it was just weird. Like there's no, there was nothing personal about it. Sometimes people just talk to talk. And I'm just curious if that was one of those situations, but he's, 
every year that Sabonis has been in the conversation has doubled That's down on weird. it. That's weird. And by the way, Sabonis has never played better. Thank you. Like If there's any legitimate NBA journalist who says that Sabonis is not an all-star, then you either hate the guy or you don't, you literally don't yep. pay attention. Yep. If you want to push on the Fox isn't one, I think other guys are above, but he's a candidate. I, I could listen to that. Sure. I, I, I think he's an all-star. I think he's been doing it pretty consistently this year. He's taken his game to another level. And by the way, the Kings tonight, after this win and the Memphis loss, two and a half games out of the number two spot. Oh, oh I love how weird the West so is. weird. What's up, Coach Nick? Are you there? Okay. Oh, Nick, you're, you're not even... You're not talking into your phone again. Move your hand, Nick. <laughs> How are you? Is that better? Uh, it's better now. You know, I, sources in the chat say you actually made an appearance on uh, the Royal Rebounds podcast Ooh. before us tonight. Yes, I did. Okay, you're very happy about this. So, Nick, you, you got to remember... We created you. Oh my! We made you Don't into you this listen. icon and celebrity, and you're make your first appearance on a podcast is with us, and then you go to the others. He goes. We, he goes on cowbell talk too. Well, that that's cool. That's a. It's, it's all cool. I mean, but it's podcasting. So like he still he he makes his he's rounds, doing the rounds and now? then he, and then he comes I, to us. I, We're I, like chopped liver now. No, no. I I feel like you betrayed me, Nick. I'm gonna be honest. You you go to other people first. We gave you this platform, and this is what you do to us? You just slap us in the face? <laughs> he just, he, now he's laughing in your face. I, no, honestly, Nick, I love the fact that, there one, we have so many Kings podcasts going on, Royal Rebounds, you mentioned Cowbell Talk. Nick goes in every one of them. I also had someone in Discord tell me about Cowbell Talk tonight, yeah. that he went in there and asked them to buy him a pizza like he's he's running the same material dude he's like a comedian that goes to multiple co uh like uh, Com comedy clubs yeah comedy clubs yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know why i couldn't think of that <laughs> wait and now he's gonna get a free pizza from everyone that it seems he, that way this seems like a scam and i don't want to be a part of it all right nick explain yourself <laughs> Oh, and now, now he's too good to yeah. talk on our podcast, Now he's huh? faking the cough. His, yeah. his voice is sore from talking on all these other podcasts. Mm. <coughs> oh, oh, God. Okay. okay. All right, Nick, what do you think, man? <coughs> well, everything. Uh, well, I do want to say that my Kings won tonight. Hey, why not light the beam? Why not light the beam? It was we a good one. Fire, we got to do the fire laser thing. Oh. Arm the laser. I'm What? Yeah. Was that not good enough for you? What the what the yes. hell was that look? Huh? It was good. It was good. Why not light the beam? Why not light the beam? <laughs> uh, you so know, next, it's... Stop, next stop is Indiana. It yeah. is. What do you think of them? Oh, we're about to we're gonna we're gonna beat them. And they're playing tomorrow against the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They got a back to back game, so you know, we're gonna have to see what happens. We're gonna you know, have to see. Okay. Good. You know, we can we can win tomorrow. And you know, right now, uh Phil, Phoenix and and Atlanta 
is playing right now, and Phoenix is getting blown out by the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, I I don't even worry about those peasant teams <gasps> behind us, Nick. Yeah, you're right. Hockey, hockey. <laughs> I hate you. They're getting they're getting blown they're getting blown out right now. Yeah, it's like Game Seven all over again for them. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nick, thanks for checking in, man. Hey, why not? Like to be why not beat Indiana? Why wow. not win all your road games? <laughs> Why not, Nick? Sleep, sleep dreams. Sleep beams. Oh, sleep beams. I should say sleep beams, Morgan. Sleep beams. <laughs> Gotta give me a free pizza, Morgan. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Get, get out of here. Out of here. Yeah. There's Nick checking in tonight on Night Chat. Uh, it's it's amazing. Nick's turned into this celebrity. celebrity. You know, he's just he's in high demand. You I mean, know, he's just bouncing around do, doing the tours. He's like, whoever gets me the most free pizza, <laughs> I'll come on your podcast too. He did call into our daily show. He did. He's been everywhere, dude. <laughs> oh, uh, he literally is the best. Oh man. Um. Yeah. There's some weird stuff happening in the NBA tonight. Memphis got a big night from John Morant, but the Blazers come back and beat them. Mm-hmm. I was rooting for Memphis in this game. How come? Well, because I'm like, I'm to the point with the teams that are kind of behind the Kings, but you know, it's so cramped up yeah. where I'm like, I want those teams buried. I want Portland. I want Minnesota, the Lakers. I bye, want them bye. buried because I, you know, to me, it's like, well, Memphis is going to be there. Like, yeah. you know, they're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Same with Golden State. I still think they're going to be in. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. But they, they lost they tonight. Lost they lost in overtime tonight. So tonight, Dame dropped 42 points. He had 10 assists and 8 rebounds. They beat um, Memphis 122 to 112. Danny Green making his return. His, his Grizzlies debut tonight, he had 3 points in 10 minutes. Ja had 32, 12, and 9 in the mm. loss. Mm. Yeah. Um, Dame, once again, just playing at a super high level and on top of that translating into a w right i mean that's where the bad news for them is they lost jeremy grant in this game he had a concussion and i saw that nurkic only played two minutes so i'm guessing he got hurt okay i I love when we go over games we have not watched yet but that was interesting to see also um we saw this score was insane tonight Oh my God! What happened? The Celtics beat the Nets one thirty nine to ninety six. How insane is that, Morgan? I'm so confused. Like I'm looking at obviously without watching the game. This is fun. Without watching the game, Kyrie dropping twenty. I mean that's just far too little, right? But playing only thirty one minutes, they, they so shot, the game must have just been over. Oh, it was over early. In yeah. fact, I think in the first quarter it was um, like forty one to thirteen at one point. <laughs> oh shit! Boston hit twenty six of fifty four from three tonight. They hit twenty six. Tatum and Brown each were seven of twelve from three. Dude, That's insane. That is. I saw. Um, that was a big game too. That was like a. Of course, yeah. yeah. The Kings don't get nationally televised Ooh. games for some reason. Uh, Utah hung on. Stupid Utah. And you were rooting for the, the Raptors tonight. The Raptors lose again, man. What the hell are they going to do? Like, you're hearing stuff about Nick Nurse and maybe his job being on the yeah. line. OG's not playing for the rest of the road trip. And Nick Nurse was like, well, that surprised me. Oh, yeah. That was... There's some awkward the stuff disconnect. going on is super weird and sometimes it is time to move on but at the same time too nick nurse is one of is the type of coach that any program any program any organization would love to have so 
interesting that it's not working right now and for a little bit now. There. So stupid Utah wins. They're just hanging around and in large part because Walker Kessler, what a story. I know. 17 points, 14 rebounds, seven blocks tonight. Kessler blocked seven shots tonight. This guy was thrown in. Apparently, Minnesota didn't want to give him up in the Gobert deal. They oh, still that, did. They wait. Is that what it was said? They didn't want. Yeah, to? That, that they were like, yeah, we really didn't want to have. And, They're and just Ainge saying that wanted now. it. And that well, if that's the truth, that's why. I think. Just think about Minnesota for a second. Yeah. By the way, Gobert doesn't play it for Minnesota tonight. Cat doesn't play, and they beat Golden State. But if you don't make that trade. You come back. You still have Beverly, who's kind of like the heart and soul to that team, right? Uh-huh. You still have Vanderbilt, uh-huh. and you draft Kessler. Yeah, you got Vanderbilt. You, you everyone, they need to. What were they? What they, the hell? No, like what the? I remember. I will never forget this. When we first talked about that trade, I kept saying, "There's no way that this is just like this blind weird trade. There's something I don't know. There's something that's going to work. I'm probably some basketball idiot that just doesn't understand what's happening here. Nope. It is what it is. Dude, 17, 14 and seven. And by the way, it's not like just like one game he's doing this. I mean, he is, he's having an impact. He's blocking shots. Yeah. He's getting rebounds. That's big time stuff. I'm interested to see what the jazz do at the deadline. You know, like right now they're kind of in the thickest things, but you know, you've heard noise about the Clippers maybe trying to get Conley or Fred Van Vliet. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the Fred Van Vliet angle with the Clippers is interesting because Kawhi played with him mm-hmm. in Toronto. So it it it's all very interesting, too, when you look at the beginning of the season and where you thought Utah, not only what your expectations were, but truly everyone's like, all right, tanking for Wembenyama in Utah and San Antonio and like what other place? But it's the complete opposite. I mean, they're they're winning so much, yep. but at the same time, even if they were to break things down and take things apart, you still have too many good young players that you don't you probably don't want to move if you're Danny Ainge. Also, uh, the Warriors beating or losing in overtime tonight. It's like, hey, the Warriors turning it around, then they lose a road game to Minnesota, who doesn't have Gobert or Cat. Nas Reed, twenty two. 24 points, 13 rebounds, four dimes I'm tonight. Glad. D'Angelo Russell had 29 points before fouling out of this one against his former team. I was trying to follow Steph, eight of 21. Some things that uh, Anthony Slater was tweeting out about the game. And uh, he said D'Angelo Russell with four, 14 fourth quarter points. That was just at one point mm, mm, of mm. that fourth quarter. Um, overtime for the Warriors. I mean, they were up by double digits, I believe, going into going into the fourth or whatever and so they just lost a double digit lead at some point again and it's just like their breakdowns are they're not championship level but they'll be in the playoffs yeah oh yeah i i agree with that uh okc had been really going in a good direction right they lose to houston tonight 112 106 how many games has houston won uh that's now their 13th win Woo! 25 points for the vet eric gordon maybe he's playing in his final game Tari Easton, the rookie, at 20 and 13 off the bench. He did it in just 19 minutes. Also, we should note that Jalen Smith did not play in this game. Okay. Huh. That's crazy. Yeah. Just looking at some of the, that's interesting. If I, I don't feel like it's one of those games where they really found their momentum. 
they're going with it now, and the Kings are going to have a tough time against them. And I know I combined Jabari Smith and Jalen okay. Green. I, I was meant, like, I meant Jalen Green. I thought Sorry. you did, and then I was like, wait, I did was you looking say at Jabari Smith and look at J- yeah, Jalen Green. Thanks for um, correcting me. Morris. Well, because I didn't see Jalen Green in the starting lineup, and so then I just yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. oh, that's who he's talking about. And then um, the game, the game, the uh, Nick reference. The Hawks are destroying the Suns 125 to 84, but it does sound like they're getting Devin Booker back soon. So um, that game is almost over right now. So kind of a weird night in the NBA. I'm just glad the Kings aren't being the weird team that that's losing games like this. Yeah. And hopefully they can keep going with this road trip coming up Friday. Yeah. It, it, I always enjoy after they, you know, lose to a team. You see a team like the Warriors lose to that same team in Minnesota, obviously. Um, they had that split in Minnesota, but still it's, it kind of validates at times like, yep, it's the NBA. Weird things can happen, but what type of team are you right now? And I think the Kings have been doing a pretty solid job showing what type of team they can be as where they are right now in the West. What a time. Yeah, dude. This I mean, is great. We're now looking at a team in the Kings that just play like 500 ball the rest of the way. And they've been playing above 500 ball, obviously, for the season. They're going to get 45 wins. But they get higher than that. I mean, it's just crazy. It's purple jackets, light up jackets. I said, could they get higher than that? I didn't say, oh, they're going to get higher than that. You act like I'm getting too confident with it. Morgan, we're, this was game 50 tonight. <sighs> this is not like a small sample size. You can <sighs> get over this whole like five game thing. The Kings are a good team. We talked to Anthony, Anthony Slater today on our daily show. And I asked him, like, do you think, like, if you're making a prediction, are they in the top six? He goes, yeah, I think they're in the top six. I yeah. don't know if they're going to be three. But if we sit here at the end of the season, the Kings aren't in a plan and they get a playoff series. Holy shit. What a win this year. Has oh, been. huge win. Huge, I mean, huge, especially if you're going to the end of the season, you're saying you're in the playoffs and you had two all-stars. I mean, can we throw a parade? <laughs> they might win the Pacific Division. The Pacific Division? <laughs> We did an interview, I remember a few uh, months back with Combo, who's like, yeah, do you think, uh, who do you think, where they fall in the division? I'm like, I mean, wouldn't they win it, maybe? And I backtracked off to like a coward. I was like looking, I was looking at the entire Western Conference because I'm not used to anyone ever talking about just a division. And they're like, no, 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 the Pacific Division. I was like, oh, wait, don't do this too often. Do you understand that we are probably a month away? Probably like a month away. From knowing? No. March 1st. Right? Yeah, March 1st. We can start talking about like, hey, who do we want them to play in the playoffs? That's what I'm saying. From knowing. uh, They're they're not going to clinch by then. No, no, but like, I guess you could get a feel depending on what teams drop off. But you know who I want in the first round? I'm going to say it now. (sighs) This, why do I feel, this all makes me nervous. No, you know who I want in the first round? Who? Who do you think I want in the first round? Dallas Mavericks. Really? Yeah. Make that bum Luca nice and tired. But Christian Wood. He may not be on the team by the deadline. That's a good point. But he would be difficult to guard, and that's where they Uh, lack. And who's guarding Sabonis? Um, Who's guarding Sabonis? They don't have a guy that guards Sabonis. Yeah, Yeah, I think the Kings could advance the second round. Crazy. Oh, I, I, I come can't. On. <laughs> come on. Now you like just okay. get there first, bro. Like, come on. 
Come on. Like you take it. You every single time take one earlier today on the daily show, he was talking about, we should light the beam. Now it is 11 o'clock in the morning. Kings are going to win tonight. I said, slow your roll, bud. Let's not do that. And now we talk about the playoffs and then you start talking about the second round of playoffs. Clinch, clinch. I'm just saying based on what I have seen this year that I think the Kings could win a series against the Mavs. That's it, not ridiculous. You, we live in a world of sports conversation. You can have, you can have opinions on things and guess what? Okay. I will be wrong yeah. on things. Uh -huh. Shocking. I will be wrong. Yeah. But we're just good. It's a sport. We're just having fun. We are having fun. And I'm just having fun telling you, dream on. If you're in the chat, we love you so, so, so much. And I appreciate all those who participated in our poll question. It was call it. Will Fox and Sabonis be all-stars? The options, yes, they will, and they deserve it. And no, just Sabonis. 89% of the people who voted tonight say yes, they will both get in, and they deserve it. I love it. You guys, that's... That's it's really cool to see that there's that many people with that much confidence um, because they do deserve it. They've proven it night in, night out, what they're capable of in this league, the best league in the world. Incredible. I know we both think they should be all stars. Yeah, obviously biased a little bit, too, but. Do you think they both get in? Like, honestly, do you, I mean, let's just establish this. Sabonis is getting in the All-Star game, yeah. yes? Yes, yes. Do you think Fox gets in? And as a reserve counts. Yes. And then Duh. yes. Then yeah, yes. I mean, the start, you, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. on the All-Star team. Yeah. I mean, you're talking I'm about sorry, injury. Not, yes, I'm sorry. That's injury a, replacement? Thank you, injury replacement. As a reserve, yeah. Like, as an as injury replacement, at least. If he doesn't make it as a, re a reserve, he... He'll make it as an injury replacement. So he's going to be on the team. I say yes. And I was not saying that in the beginning. I remember, I remember uh, Kyle Draper in the beginning of the season was like, De'Aaron Fox is going to be an all-star in our um, preview show. And I was like, well, if he's an all-star, then we're making the playoffs. Like, yeah. that was my number. I was like, so I don't, there's no way. You know, there's just no way. The West, the West, the West. It is pretty wild Oof. to think, though, like, come tomorrow night, and then Friday, the Kings play the Pacers. Come tomorrow night, we could be talking about Halliburton, Sabonis, and Fox being on the All-Star team. That is wild. And you know, you know one of the teams is going to, like, whoever's picking the teams. Yeah. Was it, isn't it LeBron and... Uh, Giannis. Giannis? Yeah. For sure? I'm pretty sure. Okay, whoever the captains are. Do you have to put Halliburton and Sabonis on the same team, right? To troll Kings fans a little bit? No. I don't <laughs> I I don't think they're thinking like that. Yeah. They're thinking of their buds. But they should Giannis, Giannis is the type that would think like that. Um, if he cared about or if he actually was like keeping track of the dynamics around the league. Yeah, I, I just think it's really cool that that is likely gonna happen, that you're gonna have the guy, the two guys involved in the trade. All-Stars, and yeah. then the other guy who ended up staying as an All-Star. Will we find out on our daily show by no. our... Oh. Well, it's around 4 o'clock, I think, unless Shams uh, leaks it. If they both get it, let's jump on Emergency Pod.
Yeah. We're, I say go on no matter what. I love it. Pod. I love Absolutely, it. Absolutely, guys. Uh, in the chat, Rory says, remember when Mo used to always say, I'm just being realistic about the Kings winning like 35 games. How happy are you about being wrong on Dude, that? Dude, you guys, I'm so happy. Like, how? it's the... Truthfully, truthfully, you think about what I was saying. I said 37. I said around 37 games this season. Um... I was just more worried about the West. I but I also did not expect the Kings to play like this, right? I didn't expect the Kings to have two possible All-Stars. And I appreciate that so many people were just like vibing and feeling it and wanting it more than ever that they're like, "No, this is the year." And it's great. I'm seeing it happen right in front of my eyes. And this is the best thing that could ever happen to any of us in this city. Just looking at this, by the way, looking at the standings. Yeah. Right now, as it stands, they have a three-game cushion on the Mavs. They play the Mavs twice coming up here. Huge. Those Huge. Those are big games, dude. Those are massive games. The, 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 can you, the Mavs play next? The atmosphere in Sacramento is going to be pretty insane for those games, I think. Yeah. Mavs are in action. Um, well, they're stuck in, they're stuck in Dallas right now because of the ice storm. I don't know if they can travel. Oh. They're supposed to play New Orleans tomorrow, but I think they're stuck. So their next action is scheduled to be Saturday when they start a long road trip against the Warriors, and they go the Jazz Clippers, and they Hell finish yes. off with two games in Sacramento. Love a it. A back-to-back in Sacramento to finish a road trip. Love it. Love it. Love everything about it. I can't wait. We got to make sure we're watching some of those yeah. games. Oh, for sure. Um, and studying up on this squad as we head into those two games. Yeah. Um. One other thing I was going to mention about Fox. So if he makes the team, you think he starts getting a little more respect from officials? Because everyone talks about like, hey, these star players, all star. I no, know, no, and I'm I saying know. it out loud. I'm not saying it to you. I'm saying like that. Do you shouldn't. think it's respect? And I, I it, it's the narrative does change on players once you make an all star team, just in general. And I think Fox will start getting more love around the league for how he is playing. I agree. Um, I agree. He didn't get his first free throw until even the fourth quarter of this game. But I also, I don't think he. I don't know. I think he wasn't getting hit all game either. Like, I thought it was a pretty fair, fairly officiated game, if you want to call it that. Um, but, yeah, he didn't get his first free throw until then. But at the same time, I do believe these are the moments when you build your resume, you build your reputation also around the league with coaches, players, and officiating crews. One note. It's so weird. I am drinking this non-alcoholic IPA. Yeah. It's, I can't believe how much it tastes like a beer. I've tried it. It's really good. It's crazy. It's really good. Like I've been sipping on this. And I was like, God, I had a beer. Should I have another one? I'm like, I haven't even had a beer. This is a non-alcoholic. No way. Yeah. That, what a great feeling. It is it really give you cool. that vibe that you're like drinking. Especially on a Wednesday night. You know, you're having one. You're like, oh, I don't. I love that. We, especially because it's a Wednesday night. Well, it's because Wednesday. it's a Monday night. You know, it's a Sunday football night. Oh, don't start AAA says vegan beer. It's just like LaCroix. <laughs> Dude, no, it's um, it's called Athletic Brewing Company Run Wild IPA. I got at the SAC co-op and some guy was, I was looking at it. I, classic deuce, by the way. I don't know. So on Sunday, I'm like, ah, I'm off. I want, want to watch the NFC Championship game, AFC Championship game. I'm like, 
oh, you know what? I'm going to get non-alcoholic beer and I'm going to get beer. So I, I went with both. Nice. Because I want one beer. So you a real feel like one. you're just yeah, yeah, and binge seven, drinking. You don't want to turn into like, I can't hang anymore. I can't. A three beer day puts me out for a couple of now days. Now you got a daily show too. Like, yeah, how I got do you... too much going on. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at all the beers and then this guy is, he, he grabs the athletic, the one I was looking at. I'm like, hey, how legit is it? Like, is it really good? Because I ask. wanted a breakdown. He goes, dude, it's really good. You should try it. And I'm like, I'm in. That's all I need. He was emphatic. Are you guys best friends now? I know. And he, then he told me about another beer and I got that too. And it was good. <laughs> He's an influencer. Yeah. That's amazing. That's cool. No, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're enjoying that. I think that's, um, I don't know. It's the way to go when you have a busy schedule, but you also want that like delight of just being like, I'm sipping on a beer yeah. right now. No, it's, it's pretty cool pretty cool i'm so happy for i'm you. also in this awkward phase right now where i'm i'm contemplating growing out my I, I, you guys might be able to tell i'm growing out my hair a little bit now. i like it and it's in the awkward phase like where it's like what do i do with it it's not long enough to really do anything Dude, with it i thought i thought it looked good truly i mean no, no no i, I make so, almost every any haircut look come on, great. man i just want to compliment you once get in get out Cut it. Yeah, DZ, I think I should cut it again. No. Or just let me try it out a little bit. I'm... Do a skin fade on the sides okay. with this. <laughs> I don't need you to try to act like you know barber terminology at this moment. Because okay. I can tell you right now you don't. Okay. I asked my hairdresser, hair cutter. I only get my hair cut. So whatever. And he, I was asking him about men's haircuts and everything. And he was saying that a skin fade is like a piece of art. And that like the people that were doing it to your head or like artists. Yeah. So, I, I respect barbers So then why lot. are you acting like I don't know what the I hell know, I'm but talking you, about? It huh? just seemed like you, like you go and get skin fades all the time as if you would know. That's like me talking about getting no, my brows done it, or it's just like talking about beauty like how many times have i told you hey your pores are big how about you put on some skincare okay okay go get your lip injections <sighs> you bum hey oh my god i one i've never gotten lip injections not yet well i would not I yet would and guess what i hope you do and i hope we do a live podcast so we can all make fun of you in the chat your lips are all bruised and we can be like oh uh, what a i said i would love to get lip injections um no but i would <sighs> I wouldn't like, I would never do anything like crazy. <laughs> Sean you know? says, imagine Deuce with long wavy locks. No, dude. No. <laughs> These kids in Sacktown says, I've been cutting my own hair for 12 years. Save so much money. It's not worth saving money on it. I'm sorry. I'm getting my hair cut. I'm not. Unless you have, do you have a license? <laughs> You, it's so disrespectful to barbers to or stylists to cut your own hair when you don't have that skill level. Now, if you're doing like a basic, I just shave my head, but don't pretend like you know how to actually cut your hair. Yeah. There's no, no I'm it's, sorry. There's no chance. It's no, I'll, I'll tell you this. I can tell now when a dude yeah, gets see, their hair see. done and they cut it. And not to say one's good and one's not. I mean, it's uh, look at me. I don't get my hair dyed. <laughs> I have grays. I do all that. I mean, it's whatever, you know, you just, you got to do what works for you. 
But I am, I will tell you this really quick because you brought up injections. I am teaming up. I'm going to be an influencer for uh, an esthetician place. And they're like, they're like, what treatment do you want? I'm like, let's laser off my leg hair. So I'm going to get some leg hair lasered off. What? Think about it. I'll never, I don't have to shave my legs. It is really. That's going to save me time. Yeah. It's, it's strange how society works, right? Like it's just a, somehow, what, what? year did it become a thing where like women had to start shaving their no, legs no 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 because women don't have to start shaving their uh, legs and i need everyone to know that and okay actually, okay we're going by societal standards morgan that yeah most women shave their legs i'm not saying they have to i'm not being that guy oh i know you're not no so stop 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 for a second yeah i'm just saying when did that become a thing in our country where hey women shave legs you it, know i used to shave it, my legs in middle school really <laughs> yeah. yeah no it's um it goes back to dark, dark, bad times. Okay. Yeah. You don't even want to get into the history of okay. it. It's not good. And that's why for me, it's more like, I don't have to shave my legs. I just feel sometimes better when my legs are shaved. But I also, I'm cool with my legs being hairy and not shaving them during the off season. I would give anything for you to rock some hairy legs on TV. Oh, I totally would. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have. Are you like, if you grew out your leg hair, would it look like super hairy? No, uh, that's the thing. And that's why, like, it was like, <laughs> I don't care today. <laughs> Can't really, sitting at the desk, what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, uh, Kevin, the chest says, I knew this year would be the year Mo would be wrong about the Kings. I Look, happy about even it. the most optimistic of people, I, I think I remember some people in our chats during the offseason when we were talking about the over under and how ridiculously low it was, I think 34 and a it half was like at 32. one point. It went really low. We both of us were like, what? Ridiculous. But I think the most optimistic people I remember who were serious, serious about it did mention close to 50. And those people, like, you could call them optimistic, but they look like they're on track. I was in that, like, hey, I think they like 45 max. Yeah. You, you, and I would always laugh in your face and be like, that's so optimistic. But I'll tell you guys this, because someone else was like, Morgan's always a downer. No, I'm not. What did I put on our vision board? What did I put on our vision board? 41. You did. And you, and you had, who was dead center in your your vision board? De'Aaron Fox. Fox. It's always good to remember this every month or so. We remember your vision board you made before the season. Like you guys, it was like my, my energy was in the right place. I wanted all of this to happen and it's starting to go down. And you put enjoyable basketball on there. You also put farewell to our incredible 16 year tragedy. So we can make fun of Morgan's prediction, but her vision board, what she put out in the universe was the opposite. Thank you. Maybe it's proof that vision boards do work. Morgan, that's history right there. I know. You crossed out the old. You put the old team that was back there. You crossed out like, forget the past. Forget it. This is a new team. We're chasing 500. We're going to play enjoyable basketball. De'Aaron Fox, front and center, he's going to be big this year. Dude, J-Lo's on there, and she's still married and happy too. Like, if she can do it, so can the Kings. Let's go. Get that ring. Like I said. That ring. And I hope you guys really soak this in. Just enjoy the journey. I know there are many people who listen to us who maybe don't remember the team that was, you know, above 500 winning seasons from 98 to 2006. By the way, the only winning seasons that have ever happened in Sacramento's 37-year history have been 
from 1998 to 2006. This Kings team is on pace to make history. That's so cool. As one of the few teams outside of the Rick Adelman era to be above 500 in a season. They've only made the playoffs 10 times during this stretch, Morgan. Mm. So my whole point is I know it's been a roller coaster of a ride the last 16 years. And, you know, this team can still be frustrating at times. They're not perfect. But it's so important to enjoy Nights like this, where it's a win. Yeah, you beat the Spurs. A win. But your two guys, Fox and Sabonis, played awesome. Yep. And like, hopefully, we reflect on this road trip. That was an awesome road trip. And you got a big game against Dallas. But enjoy the rise because there's nothing like the rise. Next year, I'm going to tell you right now, you already have higher expectations. It, it might not be as fun. Yeah. It might not be as fun as this. Yeah. And it's because of the, the expectation. will feel worse. Yes, yes. You, Everything. If they get off to like a mediocre start, People are going to freak out, right? Don't because this. of last year. So remember these moments. Enjoy it. Your team is 29 and 21 after 50 games. They're number three in the West in a weird year. Even if it wasn't a weird year, they'd still be a playoff team in the West. Yeah. That's what's exciting right now. I'm going to find a company that will uh, make those shirts, print off my vision board. I'll, I'll find a company to do it. A shout out to Ben from Australia who uh, donates money. He says, you guys talk about Mike Brown and your Keegan Murray's Delhi and his Aussie culture resetting skills have paid the bills for Sacramento. It's time to get Thibel to level up. Ooh. Yeah. Thibel last time he was in Sacramento was taking pictures with Della Vadova and all the uh, Australian fans who came to see both guys play. Super cool. No, that is really cool. Yeah. Time for Thibel to level up. We'll see. We'll Let's see. see here. Um, Oh, Sean's like, oh, what, I'm going to remember? Oh, no, Sean says, I remember all too well. Bradley Schmidt says, I got to go with Malik trying to kill a guy <laughs> on House of Highlights piece. <laughs> That's great. Hell yeah. Hell. Auction the vision board for charity. No, we keep that. I think we keep it's that. It's history. I, I'm anti-charity tonight. <laughs> Just because you don't want to auction. Uh, Joe, Joe says, you guys are young and growing. Above 500 playoff bound. Enjoy it. Next year will be even better. Aw, That's. A great perspective, too. I like it. Well, guys, uh, we'll be back live tomorrow morning for our daily show on Sacktown Sports at 11 a.m. We're going to be on 11 to 2 talking to a ton of Kings. Brendan Nunes from Kings Beat, Kings Pulse, will be joining us live in studio. Hell yeah. We're going to be talking more about the Kings, any new developments with NBA trade rumors. So make sure you check us out on YouTube. I'll drop a link uh, to the YouTube channel there. So you guys know that you can check us out there every day, Monday through Friday from 11 to 2 p.m. Pacific time. We love you guys so, so, so much. But we gots to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your night. Thanks for being here. See ya! Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. The podcast that you know.